Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that has realized this week that we are really, really bad at celebrating milestones or anniversaries. Because those of you who have clicked on the podcast service of your choice would realize that this is a hundred and second episode. So, oh. which means... Wow. Yes, yes. <laughs> Apparently, we did. We, we we hit 100 a couple like two episodes ago, and totally just breezed right past it. <laughs> so wow. Yes. So my name is Tozin. I am the host of the podcast. We will explain what Netflix or cinema is about in a second and why we came up with that name. Uh, but joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon, hello, and Sean. Hi, yeah. Yes. So guys, it is we. This is a hundred and second. Ep- no. This is a hundred and third episode. A hundred and second wow. episode has just gone up online. It's just gone live. So yeah, we have been we've been doing this for how many weeks? That, that is, it, I guess it's a bit over two years. If we did it every yeah, single two week, two years and a bit, a bit of it. And bearing in mind that this is the third podcast that we have done together, that means that we have pretty much been doing this, meeting up on a Thursday and chatting all sorts of nonsense about film for. What four, four, five years five straight years. now? It's got to be at least that because yeah. um they don't make them like they used to. We did a good number of episodes of that one, didn't we as mm. well? Yeah, yeah. The, they don't make it like we used to. I think we did ninety-seven. I think we did ninety-seven. Oh, we never quite made it. When, I don't think we made it to 100 on, on They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. We, we know well, life got in the way and things got complicated and then we just ended up not doing that. The 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 film show that we did on Vectus Radio, I have no idea how many of those we did. And now we're here, Netflix and Cinema. We just keep, we're pretty much experts at this now. Well, well, we should be. We should be experts about talking about film. I mean, I think we've all been doing that our whole lives anyway. But anyway, guys... Congratulations. Happy 100th show. Yay. For three shows ago. (laughs) Yes. So I promised I would explain Netflix versus cinema because you might be listening to this while we're still in a pandemic in in April 2020 and thinking, what are they on about? How can a show called Netflix cinema continue when there's no cinema? Well, we usually would go to the cinema, watch three things um, there. And watch three things at home, and then we will try and answer the question: as in, is Netflix killing cinema? Is cinema is cinema a dying breed? Is Netflix going to have anything? And in the lockdown, when we do not have cinemas, we have just been talking about what it is we see at home. Even though now we're getting ever so closer, oh, so closer to that magic, magic time when cinemas shall reopen. Mm. I, I'm not sure if you guys. I was actually reading an, uh, an article today about when cinemas are going to reopen and they had like view have said this cineworld have said this showcase have said this odeon have said this <laughs> but it, it's it's getting close it's getting close uh, people are there they are announcing release dates with more confidence their lives release dates with no confidence but uh, at the moment what we're going to do is we're each going to bring forward one thing that we have seen this week if there's anything else that we have spoken about so <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but at the moment, at the moment, um, so we're on a Zoom call, and Sean has this thing. If you go look onto our Facebook page, you will see that Sean has this thing where every now and then he goes, he he, well, every week he shows up with a picture, a still from a film, in his background, and you have to name the actors and name what film it is in. 
And at the moment, you have Donald Sutherland behind you. Yeah, I'm trying you... to get there again. I was added a little yeah, down no. earlier. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the way you were sat, yeah. it looked as if you were wearing a Donald Sutherland 70s afro on your head. There you go. <laughs> <And it> just <laughs> totally, I, just, I just had to say something about that. And say. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to bring forward one thing that we've watched this week. If we've watched more than one thing, we'll have a couple of things as an also round where we'll have a quick two-minute recap of what that film is about. But there's going to be one thing that we're going to use and we're going to take seven minutes each to talk about what it is we've seen this week and give it a rating. So, Sean, yes. you usually watch loads of things. How many things have you seen this week? Um, well, I've seen, I've, I've done a lot of rewatching, and I don't know if, um, if that would sort of count. So, I've, I mean, I watched Three Days of the Condor again and um, I watched The Ghostwriter and I've been, because they're on the sky thing there hasn't been that much new so mm-hmm. I've, been, I've, I've sort of been re-watching things and also i've been watching a bit of football and i've been i got into my boxing again so i've been watching a few boxing <coughs> stuff so and just doing doing i don't know just just doesn't really i thought that i thought blimey you haven't seen much this week so yeah um, so yeah don't worry, oh, Sean. I'm, I'm sure you'll. I'm sure you'll make yeah. up for it next week. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I was. I was thinking I should maybe save some, and maybe if I watch a load, just do two. But I'm always sort of, you know, worried that. So yeah, but, but anyway, you, you, you never get a chance to talk about the films. Yeah. So, so what have you got for what? What are you bringing to the table this week? Okay. Well, the film I bring into the table this week is a film called Arch Enemy. Mm-hmm. Arch Enemy. So this film, this film, basically a story. It's um. It's uh, it's like a one of those superhero ones in the vein of Hancock, or you know, and he's he's like a little bit of a grizzled superhero. Oh yeah, yeah, gotcha. Uh, uh, there's a bit of an animation that starts off with a bit of animation about how he he what happened to him, and then we come into modern day a modern day city, and he's he's punching a wall, saying, "Oh yeah," he's like, and this 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 chap who's a uh, what do they call him? Influencers, or he wants to be? He wants to be a influencer and get on a lot of low tube. So he sort of films him, and this guy's saying, "Yeah, I used to be a superhero, and you know, I've got there." And he's um, all saying, "You know, he was something." So the I could have been a contender. Yeah, I could have been somebody. So the um, the young the young chap decides to call him Max Fist. Okay, so he's saying Max Fist, and so he puts him on his phone and he posts it, and that's all this story. And he's um. Yeah, you, you get some animated sequences as well in this of, of how how he was a hero in this different dimension and how he's he started off as a hero and then became a sort of down and out. And you never really know, you never really know if he's just sort of delusional or if he's in this. Anyway, cut a long story short. This um, this 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 vlogger guy, this this um, chap, the guy, the, the influencer guy. The influencer guy, yeah, he um, he's got a sister who's who's uh, the sister's bit um, she, she she wants to be like get into all this drugs thing and all this this drugs thing and there's a, she works for this guy called the manager, and basically she has to do this collection and she goes to this hotel and something happens and something's death and she sort of rips off the money, so and uh, sorry, someone's at the door. Um, so, yeah. So, so, Sean, I just, just, I just, oh, what happened there? Oh, there's supposed to be a time on there. So, I was just thinking, I was just looking at this. So, obviously, you're saying like it's, a, it's a kind of like a take on the superhero thing, but like what a, a more grounded superhero 
update uh, um, take on the superhero genre? Would you say? Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't really know how to explain this. I don't know if it's a bit like he, he's definitely not. A, he's a grizzled hero, you know. He's definitely not a not a the sort of your typical you know Superman with the yeah. super strength and all that sort of thing. So. It's it's more of a grizzled thing, and you don't really know if I mean he's saying all this stuff. He's from another dimension. He's from this. Anyway, back to the the sister, the the influencer's sister gets involved in a bit of stuff. Decides to rip off the money. Some enforcers come round to sort of see what's happened, and then uh, this Max Fist bursts in and sort of saves saves her from being being killed. And then there's just stuff goes on, but uh, <laughs> so it's just like normal standard. You know, uh, shoot them ups and and block with, stuff with with a possible superhero in the middle of it. With a possible superhero, with some animated sequences, and uh, so there's is, and then something at the end, which shall we say, without giving it away, is the title of the title of the uh, of, of the, the film. Movie, of the film, oh, yeah. Well, so, they, so they explain why it's called Arch Enemy. Uh, yeah, yeah, they do. So, but I mean, that is like it's quite good in the way of you're thinking through the film. Well, is this guy just your normal oh. down and out drunky? Yeah, sure. Sure. Sorry. Just the microphone. Oh, wait. So yeah, he's, he's sort of thinking about this. Um, you know, is he just the, you're thinking, is he just sort of a delusional drunky, uh, sort of person or is, is, is he actually proper from his different dimension that's come, come forward to, to say. And as I say, there's some real animated sequences about things that go on, things that happen. And how he how he ended up, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, being in this world. So, okay, Sean, if you don't mind my saying, it sounds a little bit like you're you're, you're kind of losing interest even as you're talking about it right now. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much. <laughs> I was going to say when I said what I've watched, I pretty much was going to say I don't know if I'd be able to talk for seven minutes on it. Okay, no, 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 no I was problem. Really, no, I, was, I was sort of no, thinking no, that. No, no problem. I, I can see uh, you. You, you yeah. said you said he comes from another dimension about three times. Yeah. And I was just and I was just kind of like. Okay, I can feel Sean's just Sean's balloon is deflating as yeah, he's yeah. talking about this film. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 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 that does not bode well for this film. <laughs> no, it, no it, it's... Uh, 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 I'm expecting in the next bit of your review when I ask you where you actually where you actually thought about it that you're gonna I'm gonna I'm going to hear the words "What were you doing?" Oh, for goodness sake, that would never happen. Why would you do that? <laughs> I'm expecting lines along those of a Sean review. So, what did you think of it? Okay, well, it's not. Um, I, I, I didn't actually do that, believe it or not. I wasn't. I wasn't in that huffy puffy mood. And I, but I just was trying to. I was trying to work it out. And I was thinking, I don't know. I don't know. It's one of those films where I don't know. It just didn't grab me. You know, it just didn't. It wasn't. Yep. Like, I, I, but things that I don't think there was anything particularly that I could say. Oh, that was stupid. That was stupid. Uh, maybe that would possibly be stupid. And why would that guy do that? But no, I couldn't. Um, it was all pretty cool, but I think they might have been trying to set this up for a franchise. I've no idea if it was going to be released at the cinema or if it was made for TV. It was obviously sort of quite a cheap, cheap movie, I would think. Um, yeah, so low budget, but it's got some good people behind it. Like the Max Fist guy is played by Joe Mangini- Man- Mangianiello. Mangiello. Mangiello. Right. I think Who's he then? Oh, Who's no, he's, he actually, he's quite well known. I'm getting, is he's, he? Yeah, he's he's quite a well-known actor. I mean, he's he was been in True Blood. He was one of the werewolves in True yeah. Blood. I've yeah. not seen. I've not seen. I've not seen True Blood. So he was. It was in True Blood. He was in Magic Mike. He was one of the strippers in Magic Mike. Strippers. Okay. 
Yeah. Okay. He, he, I went, he was, did I go with you to see that, Sharon, or did I go with I someone else? I think you did, yeah. Yeah, we went to see Magic, Mike. Yeah, yeah. we did. I yeah, think we it, saw the second one together, didn't we? That's right, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, so... Tail, whatever it's called. Uh, oh, oh, no, it's, uh, well, Magic Mike XXL. XXL, right. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah and, okay, I think in the... It, so okay, obviously you're talking about Justice League that we've he he was the guy who was going to play Deadshot in Justice League. Okay. So he, he shows up at the end and takes the head the helmet off. He was going to play Deadshot before you know DCU went. So yeah, I mean, uh, and he is also known for being married to Sofia Vergara, who is known for being on on Modern Family. So he's he's pretty well known. Elijah Wood is one of the producers of the film. But I, it does feel like it was supposed to be a small indie thing, almost like an indie take on superheroes. And but yeah, and obviously it was released twenty twenty. I think this would have shown up at cinemas, even if if only for a short while. Right. Okay. Okay. So Sean, our time's up. How many stars would you give that? Um, well, I'll, I'll give it a low three stars because I quite like the animated sequences. So, <laughs> but uh, just a three star for me, not and a low and a low one at that. It's just a three star, like the animated yeah. sequences. I hated those bits where people were actually talking, where people were moving and talking. And, ah, those sucked. <laughs> oh, all right, cool. So now we are going to go. Um, so next, we're going to go to Sharon. Sharon, and uh, you have something from that like, you saw about what a month ago because yeah. you haven't been watching much either. You've been like in the garden and stuff. Yeah, pottering, adjusting, yeah. reading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what what is it that you're bringing it bringing? I think you you're like, oh, can I actually remember what that was? But but what is it that you're bringing to us today? Yeah, this is a film called The Professor and the Madman that I saw on Amazon. Okay, and it's a 2019 film, so quite recent. You know, relatively speaking, considering that the cinema has been in a difficult situation in the last. Um, over a year now and it's a film that's starring Mal Gibson and Sean Penn and a host of other famous people that you would definitely recognize if you saw it and it's basically the principal story is the professor is Mal Gibson and his raison d'etre his reason for living is he's going to create creating the Oxford English Dictionary now this is the first edition of the Oxford English Dictionary and they thought it was something that couldn't be done because since the days of like the very first dictionary no one's ever tried to compile a dictionary like the Oxford English Dictionary that gives you the history um the entomology the oh is the etymology make sure I get the right one otherwise people will say that's bugs that's not words yeah I think, I think etymology is words entomology is entomology, the etymology of words so it's like so it's a it's a gargantuan task to actually create the the Oxford English, and they were finding that the people in the English department were just not getting anywhere. They just weren't making any progress. So they actually put it out to basically the public to say, submit words, and if you can find out the earliest instance of this word. So if you say the first time this word appeared in literature was in this work or Whatever, wherever, but you can submit words to the Oxford English Dictionary. And this was in the mid 1800s, so the mid Victorian age, when they were beginning to compile this. And they discovered over time that they were getting, they got over 10,000 entries from one person. And they discovered, and they were good entries. They were scholarly, they were accurate, they were just exactly what they wanted. And without this one contribution, 
contributor, they would have been sort of wallowing around. It basically cut years off the enterprise of compiling the dictionary. And then they did a bit more digging and they found out that this man was actually an inmate in Broadmoor, which is a, at the time, was a hospital for the criminally insane. Still is, isn't it? And it still is. It's regarded as, they don't think they call it that now, but it's the <laughs> high security. It's a high security facility uh, who have mental health issues. I just wanted to say one thing. This, what you said, that whole thing sounds like a, the earliest version of Wikipedia that we have, where they say, yeah. public, what do you think? <laughs> I don't like. But yeah, we should put it out there. And so this guy, and so that is played by Sean Penn. He plays the madman. And mm. then, so you get this, it sounds like quite dry and academic, but then you get, they fleshed it out by saying, okay, when you first meet the madman, you see the crime he has committed that had put, that put him in Broadmoor, and then you see the professor in his life in Oxford, and then these two stories sort of converge, and mm. then they get to meet, and they, they form a friendship. But you also see the, reco- the repercussions of why, why it was a problem having this man um, who was um, contributing so much to this this effort because he was in Broadmoor because he was criminally insane. He had murdered someone yeah. under a, when he was suffering from a delusion. And so part of the story goes into looking at how they say, well, actually, this man is reformed. He We can treat him. He's he's not a danger to the public anymore. He should be you know, released. He happened to be an American ex-Civil War veteran American Civil War veteran, and they're saying, oh, yeah, we should release him as you go back to America. And then you see how some of his sort of delusion, his sort of schizophrenia makes, um, okay. comes back into the lives. So it's an interesting study of one, this, this on against the background of the Oxford English Dictionary, but it's about this relationship between these two men from seemingly sort of polar opposites in in where they're live, but how they are sort of drawn together and how they form this this deep friendship over many years. All right, cool. So you the when once you said that Sean Penn's playing an American, you kind of like you sort of bypassed one of the questions that I had, which was what are the accents like? Because if we have two Americans trying to play English people, that usually does not go well. So I think yeah, um, I think he obviously he was playing an American, and uh, yeah, he he goes with he he played the the character from the sort of the depth of his delusion to when he was like his most rational and then when he's his most obsessed with doing his work and then how his sort of delusion sort of starts intruding again towards the end sort of the edge of the story so yeah yeah, he does it well he's a but he's Sean Penn don't know he he does his stuff doesn't he he's yeah yeah when when you said when you said obsession I was like obsession Sean Penn playing obsession who would have thought it (laughs) of course and for all the, the issues that Mal Gibson has gone through over the last few years, which we won't comment on here, he um, is he does he can act, and so he played the professor again, someone who's wrestling with obsession because of this undertaking. Um, he played him sort of sympathetically, and you know, with with a bit of um, discretion as well, because sometimes Mal Gibson can be a bit furniture chewing. And so this one, I think he's reined himself back a bit. But the supporting cast was excellent as well. Eddie Marson, Jennifer Ely, Jeremy Irvin, Ewan Griffiths. 
There's a lot of people in it. Um, Steve, oh my gosh, I think I had a list up here. I think Steve Coogan was in it as well. Yeah, Steve Coogan was in it. Yeah, a lot of good good people. I think Eddie Marson, he shows up in everything. Oh, yeah, he does. He shows up. It's like, I mean, Sean, you mentioned Hancock earlier. And yeah, I remember watching yeah. Hancock. I'm going, what the heck is he doing? <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah, he's, he, he, he pops up a lot, doesn't he? What, yeah, was, was, he in, Eddie, was he in Deadpool? In the second, he was in Deadpool yeah, in the second, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Deadpool, he was in Deadpool yeah, too, yeah. yeah. That, that, and he, I think, you know you how you have six degrees of Kevin Bacon. I reckon you could do a six degree of Eddie Marson yeah. because the guy pops up everywhere. So, okay, so Sharon, before you tell us how many stars, what was Mel Gibson's accent like? I thought it was okay. Yeah, it didn't. It worked occasionally, sometimes occasionally the inflection you go, you put the emphasis on the wrong part of the word. But I think on the whole, he <laughs> sort of did it. Did it, yeah, quite well. All right, cool, good. And how many stars would you give that? I would say I enjoyed it, so I'd give it a strong three. I know we sort of have like shades of three, don't we, in our podcast? Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. We like four, I don't want to give it a four. It's like our rating system is actually a spectrum. So. So if if red if red hot is a five and cold cold blue is a zero, this is somewhere in the middle, maybe a little bit tungsten. (laughs) (laughs) So I would give it a strong three. I thought, yeah, it was well done. It was entertaining. It shed light on something I had knew nothing about. Um, And yeah, it was. There were no sort of clangers in it where you went, oh, I don't know, oh, I don't know about that. Because, but no, I thought to me it was it was well done. Yeah, so it was worth a watch. Certainly worth a watch. Okay, cool, good stuff. Um, Sean, I'm not sure if you saw. uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but I shared on our. Oh, the three of us have a WhatsApp group that we. Where we talk about what films we're going to watch this film, and I shared. I mean, going back to the whole DC thing, and when we were talking about Justice League, you were talking about the New Gods, and you were talking about how much you like how much you love the New Gods. And when I told you that they were making a film from the director of Glory, you were like, "Oh, oh, yes, oh, no, no, no sorry, not the director of Glory, director of Selma, Selma, which had the song Glory in it." And you were like, "Oh, yes," and then I shared you a link to say the DC people. See? who do not know what they're doing have struck again and that film is no longer happening mm, i know yeah you did send me that yeah i saw that <laughs> yeah that, that, that film is no longer happening so so i uh, just want to say uh just me sorry sean because she seems quite essentially i think ava duvernay she sounds as much of a big gods um fan as you are and yeah, she says yeah. her fr- favorite character is a character called big barter uh, big barter, yeah, big yeah, barter, big barter, granny, uh, granny, go- granny goodness. Yeah, these are all things that mean nothing to me. No, but, <laughs> they all mean nothing to me. But it's but she says like you know that that was her favorite character. She was really looking forward to bringing them to the screen. But DC have gone. Oh no, we don't know what we're doing, uh, and they've cancelled that. Even though they're they're currently developing two separate Superman films, so they're going, they, they plan to bring Henry Cavill back for two films. As Superman, and at the same time, they're working on a J.J. Abrams version of Superman. Which, I mean, with J.J. Abrams' recent track record, I am not looking forward to at all. No, which, no. <laughs> which may may have Michael B. Jordan in it as Superman. So it's kind of like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing. And at the same time, obviously, we're going to go back to this Marvel DC thing. Have you been watching Marvel, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um. 
I've 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 watched the first episode. Okay, all right, cool. And I know, okay, because oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Obviously, we're not going to review it because it isn't over yet. But, and coming after One Division, I always worried. I always worried, and I think I told you this that I was worried that because One Division is so out there and it's so crazy and it's so oh my god, what is going on? We haven't seen this before. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I was always worried, was going to end up looking a little bit normal and a little bit run of the mill and a little bit just sort of middle of the road. And um, But even within that stuff, which is a little bit more straightforward, almost like a buddy, buddy comedy thing, there's a lot of things that they're doing. And it is it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier is where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is finally encountering and trying to deal with race. And it's trying oh. to deal with race and it's trying to deal with like, you know, something a little bit more political. And it's it's essentially a straight sequel, pretty much a straight sequel to Captain America Civil War. And it deals with some of the issues that show up in Captain America Civil War that they had to forget about because Thanos showed up. And it's sort of it deals with those sort of things. And I'm like, I I like what they're doing. It is not as explosive or as mind bending or as out there or as inventive as Wonder Vision. But I think that what they're doing with it, I think, is actually quite good. But anyway, yeah. well, as I say, from the first episode, I can see where you're coming from there with the, like the the bank and stuff, and yeah, you know that scene in there. Oh, yeah. can I have your can I have your autograph? <laughs> oh no, no, no. It, it, there's there's other places. Selfie, there's, yeah. There's, there's other, other places. Yeah, there, there's like a scene where it pretty much it pretty much goes. Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if or there's a bit there's a scene where it pretty much yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter if you are a superhero. In America, you're still black, therefore the police will treat you in a certain... And it's kind of like... Yeah, there are subsees in it. And, and Z, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. We will. Yeah, we'll talk about that later because I, there's another series. There's a second series of Pennyworth I have to watch. Mm. So I don't, I don't know what's, what's going to be next. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but, but I think we only have two more episodes of Falcon and Winter Soldier and then I, if you don't watch it Sean I will come in and I'll tell you all cool. about it and how Marvel are, how Marvel are expanding their world but onto the film I was actually going to talk about today now I wanted to talk about another film I wanted to talk about another film because if you guys I'm not sure whether you guys were aware of it but the BAFTAs happened the, yeah. The, yeah I know Sean looks shocked <laughs> Sean looks shocked the BAFTAs happened Films have won awards for best film and all that kind of stuff. Didn't even know they were on. It was only no. afterwards that they said this film's won, and I haven't really even looked to see who's won. I just know, oh, they happened. But there's a film, and so let's these films that are nominated for awards, especially the Oscars, are beginning to show up on um, on uh, streaming platforms. So I wanted to watch a film called Sound of Metal. Because Riz Ahmed, he's... oh yes, yes, I was interested about this one. Yes, Sound of Metal. This is actually on it's on Amazon Prime, and Riz Ahmed has been nominated for a Best Actor Oscar for his performance in this film. And all I've heard of is rave things about it. But I ran out of time. I mean, there's a baby crying. One of you, I have to leave this podcast in a second to go give her a bath. So, <laughs> so priorities are changed. So I couldn't watch Sound of Metal, but I did watch a film called Palm Springs. And this is a film that has gotten held over because of, of COVID and everything with, with Andy Samberg and Christine Milotti. And uh, do you guys remember a film I reviewed a couple of weeks ago called The Map of Tiny Perfect Things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
that was on Amazon Prime. This one was also on Amazon Prime. And Amazon Prime seemed to be trying to make themselves the home of the time loop film. Because this is another time loop film. <laughs> it's another time loop film. Only that this time, it's like time loop film for those who are maybe a little bit older. Maybe if you're in your 40s, going towards your 50s, this might be the time loop film for you. So, as you know, it's uh, at once... I think once you have watched enough films like the three of us have, once I say time loop film or time loop comedy, you have a very, you have an idea of how this film's going to go. You know, you have a film what's going to go. Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah, essentially Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day has become like the the, the gold standard of the time loop <laughs> film. I mean, it's not the, it wasn't the first. There were other time loop films before Groundhog Day, but Groundhog Day has become like, you know, the gold standard that says if you're going to make a time loop comedy, how can you do anything that Groundhog Day didn't do? And in both the map of the tiny and the map of tiny perfect things, and in Palm Springs, both these films, I think that their their approach is Groundhog Day was really about the man. It was about the man, and it was about the man becoming a better person and all that kind of stuff. And so, what we're going to do is we. I actually think that these two films, I can I can see a world in which there was a writers' camp, and they went there and they said. Oh, what's an idea? And two people sat down, oh, imagine if we had a time loop comedy and a man and a woman got stuck in it together and as they're trying to find their way out of it, they kind of fall in love and someone goes, oh yeah, and took that idea and wrote a teenage film or somebody took an idea and wrote a 40-something, 50-something film. I, because I, I, I feel like both of them are almost kind of the same. They start off with the guy. They start off already in his time loop. You don't know how many times he's done it. But he, but Andy Samberg wakes up in, in, the, in the bed and he's just kind of like, you know, you can see he's like, He's at a wedding, but everybody else is dressed up all nicely, but he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and shorts. He, like, really, really doesn't care. He doesn't give two anythings. And he, and you, but you can tell that he's, he, but he knows exactly what's going to happen. He's doing all these things to show that he knows what's going to happen. So he goes to Kristen Melotti, who is the, who is the older sister of the bride. And he sort of, like, talks to her and everything like that. And you can see that he's trying to, he's, he's trying to get her to sleep with him, essentially. They go out, they go out into the desert and they start getting off with each other. And all of a sudden, an arrow hits him in the back and he starts running around. And then there's some guy running, running him, just firing arrows. And then J.K. Simmons shows up as a character called Roy and just starts hunting Andy Samberg and firing arrows at him. And she's like, she's like, what the hell's going on? What's going on? And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Then J.K. Simmons walks into this cave with this glowing light into it. Andy Samberg goes into the cave as well and tells her, don't come in here. Whatever you do, don't come in here. But then he disappears. Then she walks into the cave. She disappears. And then she wakes up the next morning in a bed on the same morning of the wedding that just happened. And then she, she's like, what did you do to me? He's like, oh, you followed me into the cave, didn't you? I told you not to follow me into the cave. And so what happens is that there's this mystical cave. They don't quite understand it. That has, gets them into this time loop. And then what happens is, you know, there's different variations of the same day and how they go about it and what they do with the time. There's a couple of few different wrinkles where it's kind of like he's been in a time loop so long that he cannot remember what he did for a job before he did it. He went into this. And there's a sort of existential where he goes, I've been in the time loop. I have tried everything to get out of this. I don't think there's any way out of it. And I think all you, I've tried to be a better person, like the Groundhog Day thing. Uh, I've tried to do this and none of it has worked. And so I'm just going to give up and I'm just going to accept that life is meaningless. Anything I do is meaningless, all that kind of stuff. And she's like, um, for there's a reason why she's like, I can't keep living the same day over and over again. There's something that 
you can see she's not happy about it that she's quite ashamed of that she's like i cannot keep living this day over and over again so the the difference with this compared to other ones is that where whereas groundhog day is like kind of almost a bit mystical and leans into this happens but we don't know why this goes scientific and goes this is how a time loop could happen and if we're going to get out of it this is how we're going to get out of it and i think the in this there is probably the best use of a time loop like if when it comes to if i have infinite days i'm going to do this and it's quite good so it's it's essentially a love story it's essentially a grown-up thing but it does ask um it sort of uses the whole time loop concept to ask questions about what life means and how we are or anything like that. It is, I think, supposed to be a comedy drama, and pff, I, I would say, I'll say it's all right. I would, I would give it a three. I've heard people get, I, I heard about this because people were raving about this at Sundance. It got in five stars everywhere I was looking, but when I watched it, I was like, oh, oh, look, we have a cat. <laughs> are you in a time loop? <laughs> so, how many lives have you got so i think i think it's quite good i don't think it is nowhere it doesn't get anywhere near the sort of emotional or the you know the feel-good factor you get when you watch groundhog day that i feel they just sort of nail and they bottle that feel-good factor in groundhog day i don't think it gets anywhere close to that it's a bit it's more cynical than groundhog day is but it does i think the heart of it comes from there is one speech that jk simmons does and you know how jk simmons is he will show up he'll give you one yeah. speech and you just be like oh yeah yeah this guy's good because it turns out that he is also in a time loop but what he does <laughs> yeah but the way different people approach being in the time loop what he does with it is actually kind of sweet so um uh yeah palm springs i would give it a three out of five I think the performances are great. Andy Samberg, Christy Milotti. Christy Milotti is someone who I really, really like. I think she should be a bigger star than she is. She was the mother in How I Met Your Mother. That's what she's probably best known for. She was in the, she was in the TV, uh, on the stage show of Once. And um, yeah, and I think she is, I think she's really good, but um, not, not that well known. And I can't visualize her at all. No, nah, I can't either. No, nah, I mean, I think Sean, if I was going to think of something that would be in your wheelhouse that you have seen her in, in The Wolf of Wall Street. Right, okay. She plays um, Leonardo DiCaprio's first wife. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she plays. She plays the. She plays his, his first wife before Margot Robbie shows up on the scene, and um, the, I think. Oh that, right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've got a rough, rough idea. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if and if you want to see, there's a there's a document or well, not a documentary, but a sort of mockumentary on Netflix called Death to 2020. Okay. Yeah. She plays. She plays a character in Death to 2020 who sort of like gets easily swayed by what she sees online. But um, but yeah, so that's it for me. I would uh, I would recommend Palm Springs, but there's a little bit of me that goes, it's a time loop comedy. We've seen these. We know what happens. It's yeah, it, it th there's some conventions that you have to ascribe to, and as much as you might play with them, you're going to end up back in the same place. Mm. It th there's going to be a bit of a fuzzy ending, um, but a warm fuzzy ending. So. 
because I think people wouldn't watch it if if it had like a horrible existential we're stuck in this forever <laughs> but anyway so that is it for me that is it for me uh, do we have anything else that anybody else would like to say before we sign off well it's all pretty stat. it looks like it's pretty sort of things are becoming a bit more I wouldn't say mundane but a bit more sort of average now aren't they I mean today's been an average today has an been average an average show yeah, today's been an average yeah. three three stars across the board. Three stars across the board. I think, um, uh, uh, generally speaking, it sounds like maybe some interesting ideas, but yeah. not quite held all the way through to the end. I think I think it's right about the thing. It's and with this one, I know we have like you know different shades, and we have the spectrum of our rating system. This is a bang on three stars. I, I'm not yeah. I'm not high, not high, not high three, not low three, just three, just three. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's, it's just three. I love everybody in the film. I love the performances, but it's just a three. Uh, right, cool. So until next week, where we get closer, and maybe we get to watch some of the films that actually have Oscars. Mm. Because I'd like, I'd like to see that. Um, the is it called Nomads? Nomadland. Nomadland. I really, I really wanted to see that. Even, even when. Before the second lockdown, I remember that there was mention about, and I thought, well, I'd really, really like to see that movie. So, yeah, that is. Yeah, go on. It's going to be on Disney Plus. All right. Okay. Okay. So on on Disney Plus, I logged into Disney Plus the other day, and they had Nomadland at the top, coming soon to Disney Plus. They didn't tell you when, but they said soon. I'd imagine that it would possibly be around the Oscars. If I had to bet, I'd say probably just after the Oscars. Yeah. I think yeah. I think just after the Oscars they'll 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 release it and they're hoping that it's going to win something. The mm. so the I know there's Nomadland, there's Minari, and Judas and the Black Messiah are getting that's getting I know mm-hmm. that you can pay to watch that and I refuse to because I'm like I have enough I pay for enough streaming yeah. things. Put it on one of those. <laughs> but so Judas and the Black Messiah is getting a lot of buzz because Daniel Kaluuya has been winning best best actor mm. things and all that left right and center but um but we shall see we shall see what we end up with so until next week when we might actually have watched some oscar contenders it is a goodbye yeah. from me it's a goodbye for me and it's a goodbye from me thank you very much for joining us Bye.